Okay, Bogotov, today's stuff is demo. We pick up with um, the uh, second line. You know, we'll read the first line again. The Gemara is dealing with the fact that our Mishnah speaks about a seven-day preparation of the Kohen Gadol to do the Avod on Yom Kippur. He would be separated out of his house. Similarly, a seven-day preparation for the Kohen we learn in the Mishnah from Para that would do the Paraduma. And the Gemara's question is, where is this from? Um, and the first answer that we've been focusing on bases it on the verse of Miluim, where it was also seven days preparation before the Kohanim began doing the Avod in the base of Mikdash. And the verse says there, Kashir Yom Hashem which uh, the Gemara interprets to mean God commanded to do like this for future events. Which events? So one event is Paraduma, which is based on some on a Zereshav of Tiva Tiva. And the other event is Yom Kippur. And the question is, how do we know Yom Kippur? So, because, and it links it to the word L'chapir. But L'chapir is a very generic word. It could refer to Korbanot as well. But the Gemara says, no, but it has to be something similar to Yom Kippur. It can't be like a regular thing. It has to be a special event. So it says, and it has to be an event that's a one-day event. So it can't be the Regalim. But maybe, says the Gemara, it's Shemini Aseret. That's a one-day event. So the Gemara says, one minute. You know, we would not do a preparation for Shemini Aseret and not do a preparation for Sukkot. And even though we say Shemini Aseret is somewhat independent of Sukkot, and we'll pick up with that, it says, Hanimili Le'inyin Pezer Keshev, top of Gimel Amad Aleph. Yes, it is independent for the idea of Pezer Keshev. Tayis, its own lottery to deter a new cycle of Korbanot, Zman, a new Shechianu, as opposed to the last day of of Chag uh, Hamatzot, Rega Bifneatzma, which is uh, not clear what that means, but say it means that you don't have the same Chag, you don't have the same Chag, Korban Bifneatzma, an independent Korban, not part of the regular cycle. Shir, do not do the same Shir Shalyom on the Korbanot. Rashi says the Shir Shalyom on the Korbanot of the Gemara says would be on Sukkot based on the Matanos Laniyim, on Shemini Atzar would be something distinct. And Bracha Bifneatzma, Rashi says, might be a special blessing to the king, or it means that in the Shemona Esrei, we refer to it by a different name and in and in Birramaza we refer to it Yomashmihakasherazeh. Yes, it has all these ways it's independent. But nevertheless, it's clearly the eighth day of Sukkot, and it clearly is linked to Sukkot. But when it comes to making up missed Korbanot, Tashlumim the so new it still is the day that you make it up for missing the Korbanot of the first day of Yantiv. The Hatznan, we taught in the Mishnah, Nishalo Chag Shachag, if you do not bring your Korban Chagiga on the first day of Yantav, you can make up your Korban Chagiga and bring it any day of the Regal. You can even bring it on the last day, even on Shmini Yatzeret. And the Ramam Stozin, it's also about the Olas Re'ia, not just about the Shlame Chagiga, question about the Shlame Simcha, but that's a more bigger question about whether the mitzvah of Shlame is every day, is one day, and so on. But anyway, the last day, Shmini Yatzeret, is a makeup day for the Korbanot that you should have brought on Sukkot itself. So clearly, Shmini Yatzeret is related, to, is part of Sukkot. And it would not make sense to say you need a preparation, a seven-day separation for Shmini Yatzeret, and not need it for the Chag, which it is the culmination of and not needed for Sukkot itself. So it cannot be that the, that the seven-day preparation is just for Shemini Yatzeret and therefore we are going to say it is going to be for Yom Kippur. So the Gemara is now turns to the next obvious candidate. If you ruled out Pesach and Sukkot and Shemini Yatzeret and you're looking for a one-day Yantiv, well, there seems to be one obvious one that is left which is the Gemara is about to turn to. But first we have to answer um, on Charlie's question. Yes. Oh, I'm, I'm surprised they don't mention uh, second day Yom Tov and how the second day was really the first day. 
the eighth day would really be the seventh day. Uh, yeah, but that's not relevant. We're trying to understand the psukim. So the whole later practice oh, okay. of the So the Gemara says, so Amar so the Ema Atzeret. So ironically, it's now called it's called Atzeret here, which is we know Chazal's term for Shavuot, but it's a switch from Shmini Atzeret to Atzeret, which is Shavuot. How about Shavuot? That's a one day Yantif, so that's perfect. It's a perfect analogy to uh, to you know a uh, to the Miluin seven days preparation for a one day event for the one day of Shavuot. So the Depresha Shivli Omechad, who it's a seven day separation for a one day event. So I'm really Ava, Dani Par Echad, the Isle Echad, Mivar Echad, the Isle Echad. But Fuke says to Shnei Limninhu. So it says if you take a look at the, can I have that? At the Psukim, so by the Miluim, you have, it was, by the Miluim, by the Miluim, it was a seven day preparation for one day. And that one day, what did they bring? They brought. Parachad and Ayelachad. If you look at Vayikor Chet, this is in the seven day preparation before Shabbat also. That's what it's suggesting. Mm-hmm. Why not? Mm-hmm. If it's going to be one day, why pick the one day as Yom Kippur? How about picking it as Shavuot? That's a one day Chag. So it says, no, listen to what they would do when it's, um, in terms of that, in terms of that, uh, what do you call it? Um, in terms of the Miluim. It says the following. It says, um, On. It says like this. It says, Yeah. So what is the culmination? Day eight. One egel, one calf for chatat, and one ram for an ola. And that's for Aaron. The Bnei Yisrael to the very more kichusi rizim lechatat egel v'cheres bnei shanat mimim leola. And Bnei Yisrael takes a goat for chatat and an egel and a cheve and a keves for an ola. Now compare that to Yom Kippur. What do we know happens on Yom Kippur? So on Yom Kippur, we have. So remember what we said here on Yom Hashmini: egel ben bakar lechatat v'ayel echad leola for Aaron. What is Yom Kippur? Yom Kippur is. Right, the Zos Shavar and Allah Kodesh, the Far Ben Bakar the Chatat, the Ayilullah, exact same. It's a Par versus Ayil, but basically, cow, calf for a Chatat and an Ayil for an Allah. That's for Aaron. That was also for Aaron on Yom Hashmini. And B'nai Israel, by the way, parenthetically, is also somewhat similar, right? Because here it says, Me'ed Adap B'nai Israel Yikach Shnei Sirezim Lechatat, the Ayil Echad Leolah. Here was Kichus Sirezim Lechatat. So not exactly the same, but a very similar structure. But there is, in terms of Aaron, which is, by the way, the whole separation here is for the Kohen and is for Aaron. There is an exact parallel of a cow, a cow, you know, a bull or a calf, but anyway, from the cow family for Chatas and Ayala So it says that that's why we want to apply the Miluim to Yom Kippur. And we don't want to apply it to Shavuot. Because Shavuot, we have two Elim, not one Ayel, and therefore we do not want to apply it to Shavuot. What do we have by Shavuot? The, the idea of the Elim, where there's a preparatory time, the separation seven, and then one eight 
because the milulin happened at a certain time of the yes. year. Yes, but so based on the pasuk, no, but based on the pasuk, kasher asavayom and zet sivachem latzot lechaperalechem, we learned that the milulin is a model for uh, doing the paradigm, paradigm and, but it has to be similar to the milulin. Okay. Now, if you look at Shavuot, what does it say by Shavuot? So you have to understand that the Gemara is focusing not on the Musaf, because there was a Musaf on Yom Kippur as well. We're ignoring the Musaf. Where there was a Musaf on uh, the eighth day of the Milu'in, because it happened to be Rosh Chodesh. So we're not talking about the Musaf. We're talking about what is unique for that day for the special Avoda of the day. So the special Avoda of the Milu'in, which is a par l'chatat and ayil for Aaron. There's a special Avoda of Yom Kippur, which is a par, an ayil, uh, you know, which is an egel l'chatat and an, and an ayil Now how about on Shavuot? Well, Shavuot had a Musaf. But let's bracket the Musaf. And the difference is the Musaf, Shavuot had the special avoda for the Shtei HaLechem. What does it say there for the Shtei HaLechem? So that's the Pasuk in Emor. And Emor, the Pasuk says the following. Thank you. It says, Bikrachem al HaLechem. This is Chavkim HaYudchem. Shibat Fatim Tmimim B'nei Shanat. Already within seven sheep. Ufar ben bakar echad ve'ilim shenayim yuolah lahashem. So first of all, it's not a par lechatat. It's a par. Yes, it is a par, but it's a par leola and two elim leola. And there's also six sheep as well. So the Gemara says like this: For Yom Kippur, ignoring the Musaf, the special avod of the Yom for Aaron was a par lechatas ayilola. For the for the miluin, it was a par lechatas ayilola for Aaron. For Shavuot, first of all, there were six sheep, but let's even bracket that. Okay, this is for the Sheh not for the Musaf. There was one par, parenthetically, was a, by the way, it was an Ola, not a Chata, so already that's a difference. We'll get back to that. And there were two Elin, not one Ayo. So therefore, that is less similar, and we would rather make it apply to Yom Kippur, which is identical, rather than to the Miluim. So let's read that again. So it says, Amr Abiyava, Dani par Echad Vayel Echad, which is what you have by the Miluim on the eighth day that Aaron brought, or no, that's what you have on Yom Kippur that Aaron brought. You learn it out from the one par and the one eye of par as an of the Miluim. And you would not apply it to Atzeret. Yes, it's one cow. And, and, and by the way, I'm telling you, because a little bit of a, of, of a foreshadowing, that one cow anyway is an, is an Ola, not a Chata, so already that's a difference. And it's two Elim, not one eye. So the Mara says, one minute. That's good if you say on Yom Kippur there's only one ayel. But there's an opinion that says on Yom Kippur you would bring not one ram, but two rams. Although the Pasuk says, right, where would you get two rams? Michael and so we'll see in a minute. What can you say? It's not similar. Titania, and here's where we taught that. Rebbe Omer, Ayel Echad, who are more Khan, who are more Bechumish Pikudin. The Ayel Echad that it says by Yom Kippur, by the, you know, by Achimos, Ego Ben Bakar, the Chatas, Ayel Echad, the Allah, right? That's what you have by, by, by Achimos. So you have another problem, you have another thing you have to reconcile, which is, is that in, in uh, Bamidbar, in Pinchas, it speaks about the Musaf of Yom Kippur, mm-hmm. right? But Pinchas talks about all the Musafim. And there, within the Musaf, it also mentions a ayel. If you take a look at Pinchas, it says, in the Musaf, it says, Meaning you lachem. 
מנחסם ונזכיהם, מסרו נסרו, מלבד חטף הכיפורים, ועולת התמיד ומנחסם ונזכיהם. So it seems very clear that this is completely independent. This is a Mosuk. It has nothing to do with Achrei Mos, which is the whole special Avodas Yom Kippurim. This is the Mosuk. And the only thing is that there's one animal that does overlap. Parbim Akarachad is not the same par that we have by Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur, it's, it's, par, it's Egel Ben Bakar L'chatat. Here it's an Ola. Okay, the seven Kvasim we don't have by Yom Kippur. But there is one thing that is similar. In Pinchas it mentions a ram for an Ola, for a Musaf. And in, in Achrei Mos it mentions a ram for an Ola. So are those the same ram or not the same ram? So comes along. Everything else is different. Everything else is different. So of course, the complete logic is to say it's different. But Rebbe, for some reason, says it's the same. Why Rebbe wants to say it's the same is not clear at all. But let's, by the way, here, let me just talk about this anyway. It would be useful to have this. You have an Achrei Mos, right? What does it say? It says, Kach Lecha, Egel Ben Bakar Lechatach. Kach Lecha. So this is for Aaron. Egel Ben Bakar, Ben Bakar Lechatach. Right? The Ayel Echad Leola. Now, and by the way, for B'nai Yisrael, it says, Yichu Shnei Si'ireizim L'chatat Right? Uh, what does it say? What's the rest of it? So B'nai Yisrael T'dabeh Le'mur Me'i Tadab Z'yisrael K'chu Shnei Si'ireizim L'chatat Sh'ayelech Ha'za'ola Okay? Now, by the way, just so you remember how this stuff is used Okay, this is the one that he does the vidoyan, right? Right? And then he goes in, right? And he sprinkles the blood of that one. Right? Remember that? He goes, mm-hmm. he shafts his car, he does the whole sprinkling, the seven, the achas, and sheva, etc. This is, one goes l'azazel, right? Right. L'azazel. Mm-hmm. And one, one, I wrote it as a anyway. <laughs> Okay, and one basically parallels this par, right? One goes, and one goes, you know, into, the, gets the whole one plus seven treatment, gets the blood sprinkled on the inside, right? This is Zichiper, you know, about, you know, Zichiper, what is it? The Zichiper, Ba'ad. No, no, Al-Kola, al no, but this is the one he says, the Zidoyan, actually. Okay, anyway, so this is, so anyway, so this is, this is the Shnei Si'irim, right? So this is the focus of the Yom Kippurim. It's his one Egel and these Shnei Si'irim. Okay, this, the Ayel Echad La'ola, basically, after this, just says, oh yeah, go ahead and do the Ayel. After you're done with everything, just bring the Ayel Ola. And these two Ayel Olas are not so, don't play a very central role. Okay, these parts that play the central role. And then, this is what you have at Achrei Mos. And then in Timchas, you have it basically saying, what's the Musaf of Yom Kippur? It says that the Musaf of Yom Kippur is... Par um, Bakar, Par for Ola. Par, right? The Ayel Ola and seven Kvasim, right? Okay. And Shiva Kvasim. Okay, and all of those are an Ola. So, this obviously isn't the same, because here's a Chatos. This obviously is Here's an Ayel Ola. Okay, so it obviously makes sense to assume that this is something completely different than this, right? But for some reason, Rebbe says, no, this Ayo here is the same as the Ayo over there. Okay, so according to him, there's only one total Ayo. Okay, but let's go back and yeah, take a look. Well, you'll still have the one for the, for, for, for Adoption Israel. As you would have said it's the same, you would have said it's the same? Really? Even everything else like is different? Link. It was like, uh, it was like the defining link. All right, anyway, fine. 
Well, yeah, that's true too. I was going to say that if I had to say it was the same, I would have said it's the same as the one for Bnei Israel, not the one for Aaron, yeah. right? Because the Musaf is for all of Bnei Israel, so that's also very strange. Okay, anyway, so let's take a look. Um, hold on one second. I just want to do one thing. Um, Can we stop for seeing where we love the Roshim? One minute, one minute. Uh, yeah, it says Yatsa after he's done with the whole thing of sending the theologian. Like it just dispatches with the others very quickly. But right, if you're going to link them, you would have linked it at least to the one of the Israel. Anyway, let's take a look. So the Gemara says, Rebbe Omer, right? Rebbe says, um, so according to him it's two rams so even Yom Kippur is not like the Miluim so the answer seems pretty obvious let's see what the answer is no there the other ram is for the Musaf where, and you know, as, as Tozel points out, there was even a Musaf on, um, on the eighth day of the Miluim, which we're ignoring. There was the Musaf of Rosh Chodesh. We're not talking about the Musaf. We're talking about the special Korban that was for the special Avoda of the day. And as far as that's, and, and as far as that's concerned, right, this, which was for our own, was exactly the same as what we have for the Miluim. The Miluim we have is a Par Lechatas and an Ayel the special thing, not the Musa, but the special avoda of the day, was exactly the same. La'afuke, to exclude Atzeres, by Shmini Atzeres, I mean, by Shavuot, the Travayu Chovat Both rams are the Chovat because in Vayikra, where it mentions not the Musaf of, of, of Shavuot, but what is brought al-halechem, al-halechem, vikraftem al-halechem, so it is very different than that, right? So what we have by, what we have by, the Miluin in the beginning of Shmini by the Miluin is exactly the same by the Miluin is Par L'chata and Ayel L'ola that's in the beginning of Parshat Shmini and by Shavuot which we have in in Emor which is Nazi Musaf but the Hikratem Al Halechem the special Avoda of the day we have first of all Shivat Tvasim so that's already one way in which it's different Right, and then we have par and par, and we have shnei elim. Okay, so we actually have two major differences. It's even bracketing this. But anyway, it's saying ignore the musaf. If you look at the chovas hayom, it's two, and this is only one. As I'm pointing out, also the Gemara will point out even the par is different. This is an ola, and here it's a chata. Okay. That's what you would bring on the Shei Halechem on Shavuot. So we therefore cannot link it to that. Well, it's just Zav. The new wind is supposed to be described in Zav. Um, yeah, 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 but to me, we're only talking about the eighth day. We're talking about the culmination. Okay. The aim, uh, okay, fine. So forget, so forget Shavuot. But hey, there's another one day that we've forgotten. The aim of Rosh Hashanah. How about Rosh Hashanah? The priest of Shirley Yomachadu. It's a seven day separation for one day. I'm going to be about. So, sorry, how do you get a seven-day separation? Well, you'll start seven days before. I mean, we're looking for one special day that we can, you know, have the preparation for. So, I'm going to be about. 
Donin parva ayo shalo, mi parva ayo shalo. Lafuke at Saras Rosh Hashanah did Sibor Ninu. Here's another difference. Yes, on Rosh Hashanah, it would be, now what would be the Korban on Rosh Hashanah? So first of all, one of the differences is, now in order to find the Korban on Rosh Hashanah, you have to go back to Musaf. We've been bracketing Musaf, right? There's nothing on Rosh Hashanah other than the Musaf. What would be the Korban on Rosh Hashanah? What is the Korban Musaf? So it says, in Pinchas, B'chodesh Hashvi'i Be'echad L'chodesh Mikachodesh Yavachem K'mlech Lodasu Yom Tshura V'asitem Ola L'Rech Nechok L'Hashem Par Ben Bakar Echad Ayel Echad So we have the Par and the Ayel But of course K'vasim Inei Shana Shivat Mimim We do have a still difference But at least by Musaf Okay, by, by Rosh Hashanah Now we are going to deal with a Musaf Korban Not some unique thing Layom We have Par, Ayel, and Shivat Vasim I mean you see this the basic structure well actually that's not a Muslim anyway Shiva Kvasi so we do have the one par and the one ayel is the same but there's two differences number one is the Shiva Kvasin and number two is that these are all olas here it's the par here it's par lechatas so the Gemara is ignoring that and saying oh you want a par and an ayel I've got a par and an ayel for one day yantav just like the Milu, Miluim where you had a par and ayel what's the Muslim okay. for Shabbat just a regular Shnei Kvasin right okay so so, Mar's answer before it points out to the difference of the Shiva Kvasim and the Oler answer is this is the Korban Sibor. Mm-hmm. This is Kach Lecha. This is Aaron's Korban. This is Kach Lecha. This is Aaron's Korban. And by the way, that's very significant because the separation is a separation for Aaron. Right? So it says there we have Aaron's Korban, which is the same as opposed to here. Any Kohen can bring the Muslim. Right. Okay, and also, where would it, who would pay for it? Which funds would it come from? Okay, don't go back. No, but that's what we're going to discuss. Amar Abiyavu, Dani Par Ba'ayo Shalo, which you had by the Miluim and by Yom Kippur, Mi Par Ba'ayo Shalo. So you learn out the Yom Kippur from the Miluim. La Fuke Atzeres Rosh Hashanah. Now we have a, an easy answer for both of them. Did Sibor Ninu? Those are of the Korban Sibor. So I says one minute. Hani Cholamanda Merkach Lechabi Shelcha. That's good if the phrase kach lecha normally means take from your own funds. You pay for it. And both by the Miluim and by Yom Kippur says kach lecha. Okay, right? I'll just read it to you again. By Shmini, Shmini begins by saying, by Yomer Elaron, kach lecha ega ben bakar. Right? By, by Yom Kippur it begins with saying, kach lecha ega ben bakar lechatas. Right? Bezos Yavo and Arodos, Befar ben Bakar Lechal Ve'elocha. Actually, it doesn't say Kach It says Bezos Yavo Aron. It doesn't say Kach Lecha, but it does say Aron. So anyway, all right. So I understand. Okay, let's take a look. So if Kach Lecha means you pay for it, then you have that similarity of the Miluim and of Yom Kippur. Elamandam or Michel Sibor, but according to the opinion that says even one says Kach Lecha, it means communal funds. Michael Neymar. What can you say? There's not, that's not a basis for distinction. Now, where do you see this today? It's Titania. We taught in the Brisa. When the Torah says it means your own money. When it says it means your own money. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean by by the eighth day of the Miluim. There's other places that says that, like Okay, there's other places, but wherever it says or it means it means your own, it means your own funds. Yikhwe lecha, like for Yikhwe lecha shemen zayizach, right? So although it says a lecha, but it's they will take a lecha, not you will take for yourself. So that already is different. That's Michel Sipur, Hebrew Reb Yoshia. 
So Rabbi Yosef says, as opposed to Vikwe Lecha, when it says Kach Lecha, and it's singular, and it says Lecha, or Ase Lecha, it means out of your own fund. Rabbi Yonasan Omen, now Rabbi Yonasan disagrees. Bain Kach Lecha, Bain Vikwe Lecha, Michel Tzibor, it always is communal funds. So according to Rabbi Yonasan, even the korban that was brought on um, the eighth day of the Miluim was coming from communal funds. So you don't have this base difference of, you know, private funds of Aaron as opposed so to the communal funds of Rosh so let's take a look. We'll see in the Gemara. So, Umar Talmud Lomar, you see it asks exactly what you asked, Michael. Umar Talmud Lomar, Kach Lecha. So why do you say Kach Lecha? It's communal funds. Kibiyacho, as if God is saying, Mishachon, he wrote, say, Yosher Mishalahem. I would rather it be yours than it be theirs. So, as if. Meaning, now what's the as if? So Rashi says two as ifs. One as if is like, okay, if it were permissible, of course God is the one making the rules, but if I would be okay with the idea of it being a private korban, I'd actually prefer it, Aaron, to be your private korban, let's say this eighth day of Miluim, or the Chatzot I'd rather they come from your private funds, God says to Moshe, rather than communal funds. But we have to make it a communal thing, so it's going to be communal, but I'd rather, rather be yours. That's the Kibiyachal. So what, it's kind of weird. One Kibiyachal is Kibiyachal if if it would be acceptable to be private. The other Kibiyachal, Rashi says, is not this idea. That's a bizarre idea. God's making the rules. What do you mean, if it would be acceptable to be private? But what the Kibiyachal means is that the Gemara doesn't really want to say it. Because to say such a thing, I'd rather be yours than it be the Tzibors, is basically suggesting, you know, that God has... A plays favorites and B doesn't want something from all of Qal Yisrael right so to prefer something from a Yachid over from all of Qal Yisrael is a very harsh thing to say um, even if that Yachid is Moshe <coughs> Rabbeinu or Aaron so it sort of says it as a Kibi Yachol it suggests this idea we would never really say such a thing of course something from the Tzibor is so significant but it suggests how important like Aaron and Moshe is to suggest this possible idea of course That's God sort of said it to Moshe I'll wipe them all out and make it out of you so it suggests that idea but we don't want to say it that's what the Kach Lecha is saying it's for a Midrashic purpose not for a Lachic purpose now we're going to have this little Midrashic derivation which is God talking to Mo- Moshe after like the um, um, breaking of the Luchot um, right that's after the breaking of the Luchot right Dvarim Yer the funny thing is that's Moshe quoting it anyway well Nunu um, it suggests this kind of metaphysical um, aspect of carbon dioxide, and it worked in a certain way. It's like if, if God said, well, I would like it, the moon, you know, would come out in the day, but... Um, <laughs> right. Um, but there's a, there's, a, there's a reality that, that I mean, that is replacing, deals with, that, you know, this is, this is how Kaparo... Works, is that it's Seabor-based, right? Right, right. Exactly. Vasei l'cha Aaron-Ace. So that's after Moshe had broken them. Okay, so that is, and then it says, what do you do? It says, The new luchos are going to go in the Aron. Now, the simple sense of that is that that is not the Aron that Petzalo made. That's like a temporary holding Aron until they can make the whole Mishkan. But the Gemara is going to make a contract. One Pazuk says, V'yafika l'cha Aron eight, because of Echad Omer, V'yasu Aron, that's H-E-Team in the plural. And all of Kwa Yisrael, HaKetzad, 
When Klai Yisrael does God's will, then it's like it comes from all of Klai Yisrael. When they don't do all of God's will, then God focuses on the tzaddikim, let's say, and on the fact that, oh, this is Moshe's Aaron. I don't want to share something like that. Right, exactly. So it's interesting having this coming after Shkalim, you know, it's, and, but it's playing off of the similar theme. You know, of course, the idea that comes from Klai Yisrael, but sometimes the Hamonam is off the derech, and God would rather focus on the tzaddikim. Okay, back to the point, though. Um, we have the idea that it says it comes from, according to some, it comes from the Tzibor, according to Rabbi Yonasan. So you don't have this difference of these two coming only from Aaron's funds. So Gemara says no. Um, this debate of whether Lucha means you, Aaron, or Moshe, whoever the person being spoken to is, um, your per- personal funds or communal funds, that's gen- when it talks about it in other contexts, like making the chats of throat, and other times it says, like it says, a sailor Samim, like when it speaks about the Ketoret, right? It says, Kachlacha Samim, Natapush Chesacha Banak. When it talks that's about the Shemin and Mishcha, right? What's the Kachlacha Samim? Kachlacha Samim, Anyway, that's the, that's the Torah. No, that's the Torah. That's not the Shemini. Anyway, okay. Anyway, so what it normally says? I was going to do. I know that is the Shemini Mishra, isn't it? Right. I know. I know, but I was I was correcting myself. It's the Shemini Mishra. No, no, no. You start with all of these things, but it's for the Shemini Mishra. Okay. So when is it? Only by other cases. Okay, so where was the Shevna Mishcha made? So according for, uh, that was the debate, is it made from Moshe's personal, you know, contributions and, um, or is it made from the seaboards? And by the trumpet. That's what we could debate, was it private or was it communal? By the ones about the uh, eighth day of the Miluim and Aaron in bringing it, you know, doing the Avon on Yom Kippur, it's quite clear that was Aaron's private korban. Nobody de- debates that uh, neither the, that both the Miluin and the um, and the what do you call it and uh, the abode of Yom Kippur that Aaron's korban came from his own funds. Right. Why? See, no, we said there's a general debate of whether Lucha means private funds. So it's saying there might be a general debate, but not by Yom Kippur and, Shmi, and, and, and the Miluim. By the Miluim it says, after it says, this is what your korban is, Aaron, it says to Bnei Israel, you should speak, actually going back a pasuk, so just say, why did you say, tell to Aaron, so the contrast of Aaron to Bnei Israel and underscoring, not only was it said to Aaron, but it was Nobody would just disagree with the idea that on the Miluim it was Aaron's own private funds that paid for the Korban. And you don't think that it has to do with the people with greater authority have greater and weightier responsibility to shoulder, let's say, the well-being, the metaphysical well-being, the kapara of the Am. Yeah, but still, this is Aaron's Korban. Oh, Korban. you're going back to my previous thing yeah, about Mishachah. That is an issue about... It's an issue about leadership. Exactly. Yeah, uh, that's possible, of course. But you, once you raise the issue of leadership, you raise the problem that if the Tibor is not worthy, then that undermines also. Then that's a that's that's a stain on the leadership as well. So anyway, all right. But anyway, but I hear the point that the previous point might be about leadership and not about righteousness. 
anyway, back to this. So by so normally we could debate by the Shemana Mishcha, by the Torah, by by, me, by the Shemana Mishcha, by the Chatzot wrote. It says Lucha. Does it mean private? Does it mean communal? But here, clearly, it means private. Aaron's korban on the on the eighth day of Nidalim is contrasted to the Tibors, and it says Lucha, which means your private one. Shmami nakach and then the next person contrasts it. So that from and then says from the community you should take Shnei raising Lamali. So it already contrasts Aaron versus the Tibors. Why does it once again underscore he should take his par? That it's his private one. So it basically says look. If the Pesach drops in one word of lecha, kach lecha samim, asei lecha shei kesef, we could say the lecha doesn't really mean your private funds. But by the Miluim and by Yom Kippur, it's very clear the Torah is underscoring this is Aaron's korban as opposed to this is the Tzibor's korban. And if those places, after it's underscoring that fundamental difference, it also throws in the word lo or lecha, that is to tell you it's your private korban. Now, by the way, Tosos points out, I don't know why the Gemara cared about all of this. Because who cares the issue of whose funds it comes from? It could have just pointed out that in both of those cases, it's coming for it to be mechapeh for Aaron. Who, by the korban, how much do we care who paid for it? What we care about the korban is, who is it coming for, for whom is it coming, not from which funds. So what the, so Tosu says, I really don't understand what bothers the Gemara, but at the end of the idea, the question is, why do we compare Miluin to, to Yom Kippur? Why do we compare it? Because, doesn't it have a similar thing on Rosh Hashanah? You have a par and an ayo. So besides that there are other differences, Ola, Shizos, Kvatim, etc. That was the question. Why go to Yom Kippur, not Rosh Hashanah? And the answer is, this is Aaron's korban, this is Aaron's korban, this is the Sibor's korban. Now what the Gemara sort of, sort of, you know, sort of got focused on is, who's paying for it? Oh, how do you know Aaron pays for it? Maybe this comes from communal funds. Maybe this comes from communal funds. Just because it says Lecha, how do you know he paid for it? And the answer is, no, 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 everybody agrees here, Lecha means he paid for it, because here it really underscores the difference of his korban and the Yom, and we have this idea that this is paid for Aaron, this is paid for communally. But Tosus again says, why did I need all of that? Right, he just leaves it as a question. Who cares who paid for it? This is coming for the sake of the Tzibor. This is a Musaf. And this is coming for the sake of our own. When we say whose Korban it is, we don't mean who paid for it. We mean for whom is it coming? And this is coming for our own and that's coming for our own. So that clearly is a much greater parallel here than here. And again, remember, it's Aaron, the coin Gadol, who's being separated out. And we're focusing on the similarity of a special Korban coming for the coin Gadol. Yes. Um, if there is one thing you that it's at least the, you could say that for the Shemina Mishnah and the Torah or whatever it is and the Hatzotro that Moshe or somebody right individual has to pay for it themselves right Moshe yeah right and then what do you do How no do you that's pay? where there's a debate whether it was Moshe's private no, 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 I understand that but, but one opinion says it was Moshe's private yeah. right so then what do you do with the fact that you see in review that Moshe's private 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 Good question. Maybe you had to buy it off of them. <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. It's a good question. I don't know. Okay. So now to see the Gemara continues. Now. Okay. So that's why we don't learn it out from Rashi Uh Okay. Rabbi. So um, now. Uh, okay. Ravashi Amar. Now Ravashi says, forget all of that headache about who paid for it. There's a much better answer. 
Like I've been saying one year all along, it's true that by Rosh Hashanah you do have a par and an ayah, but they're both olas. As opposed to by the Miluim and by Yom Kippur, the par is lechatos and the ayah is lola. Who cares by Shmini Yatseres and Rosh Hashanah you found a par and an ayah. Those are all olas. It's not a par lechatos and an ayah leola. Which is a very nice, elegant answer. All of your questions before, Shmini Atzeres, Shavuot, Rosh Hashanah, anybody could do the Avoda. And we'd rather compare it again to the Miluim, where it was Aaron doing the Avoda, right? Aaron did the Avoda on the eighth day of the Miluim, and therefore we'd like to compare it to Yom Kippur, where Aaron does the Avoda. And again, underscoring the idea, you separate out the Kohen Gadol, because it is a special day, not just a generic special day, but it's a special day for the Kohen Gadol. And that's why you separate them out, and that's why we make that comparison. And underscoring the idea that we've also been saying, that there's a special korban for the Kohen Gadol, which is the same. The par lechatos and the ayali ola. Okay, Amaravina. So Ravina has, Vikadami, some say Amaravina. Donim avoda tchila me avoda tchila. You learn out an initial avoda from an initial avoda, which is both the case on Shmi Yatseret, on um, the Miluim and on Yom Kippur. Lafuke honey to exclude, we'll talk. To exclude the others, the lav chila tchila, there was no initial avoda. So when it says, my tchila, what do you mean initial? the first time a Kohen Gadol function. Now, what does that mean? By the Miluim, the first time Aaron actually played the role as the Kohen Gadol, played, anybody played the role as Kohen Gadol, was the Miluim. So that's Tchila for the Kohen Gadol. What do you mean by Yom Kippur? So the Rashi says, the first time the Kohen Gadol had an opportunity to do a Korban Sibur would have been, um, or that uniquely required a Kohen Gadol, would have been on Yom Kippur. So the Gemara says, okay, then that just boils down to the Kohen Gadol point. So Hainu Kamaisa, that's the first point that it, requ- it was specifically about a Kohen Gadol. Ella, no, here's what we mean that it was the first initial. Ella, Ella, The first initiation of a place, the first time a place had an Avoda done in it, which is what? On the Miluin, it was the first time the Avoda was done in on the Mizbeach HaChitza. Now Razi said, what about the whole seven days that, what about the seven days that led up to it? But that's not an official Avoda. That wasn't right. with Kohanim. Right. But the first time it was an official Avoda with Kohanim was on the eighth day of the Miluin. And the first time an Avoda was done in the Heichal, right, in the actual Kodesh and Kodesh Kadashim, was on Yom Kippur. So that's a similarity. And, and therefore we learn those out. Now, it's worth taking a moment to appreciate the difference here because, okay, you could just say, yeah, fine, we're just trying to find similarities. But think, by the way, about all the different things that we are saying here in terms of what, this, what it might be the significance of the seven-day preparation. Right? One is saying the significance is it requires you as the Kohen Gadol. Both of these things are unique to a Kohen Gadol. So the seven-day preparation is essentially to get me ready to get me, to prepare me, to get me sort of like at that level, because this is something that's about my unique position and status and so on, okay? Um, that's a little bit different than saying, I mean, ultimately, I have to be ready, yes. But I have to be ready because we are doing something sort of, you know, where you, this space is being consecrated or is being initiated, is, you know, in a very special way. It's not something that, oh, I, it's all about me and I have to be ready. Yes, it requires me, but I'm getting ready in order that I can properly approach this place. And if you think about it, so it's right, so it's not necessarily about, about sort of, you know, focusing on 
me being at the it's all about me being at the right madrega but I still think that there's a difference between whether the focus is all about me and whether the focus is about I have to get at that right madrega because I have to be entering into right. the space in the right type of way right. yes. it's not a me in the sense like we would say it's modern the ego centrist right his and the ratios of geometric ratios of the structure of the mishkan were all proportional to each other the choshen right. the different selections of seeds uh-huh. in other words they were coterminous he was a walking Mishkan. Right. Well, that's an interesting <coughs> point as well, which is speaking about, is it a process of consecrating, the same way you consecrate the Mishkan, you consecrate the Kohanim, which is certainly was what is happening in the Parsha of the Miluim. It's hard to say that that's being, being paralleled. It is true that on Yom Kippur you are cleansing the Mishkan, but if you need seven days to sort of concentrate the Kohen, concentrate, Consecrate the Kohen. You don't need seven days to consecrate the the the, 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 the Mishkan. You're not doing a voda on the seven days in the Mishkan or in the Beit Hamikdash to consecrate it. But I but I do think that although these are you know these are similar, there's a subtle difference, which is is this a process of needed in order to lead to entering into that space in a particular way, right? Or is this a process that is needed because you need to get the Kohen at a certain level because it requires a Kohen Gadol and he has to be at a certain level in order to do the Avodah. Or, or is it that he needs to be that way to prepare him to enter into the space, which is, I think, the way Achimos opens, the Zos Javo Arono Akodesh. Okay, so now the Gemara continues. He also Ravdimi on Rav Yochanan. When Ravdimi came from Eretz Yisrael, he said the name of Rav Yochanan. Matni Chada. He only taught Rav Yochanan said one of the two things, not Para and Yom Kippur, just one. Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi, Matni Tardim, was Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi who taught, or some say Rish Lakish, who taught two things. Rabbi Yochanan Matni Chada laasot lechaper elamase Yom Kippurim. That all he learns out from Yom from the Miluim is Yom Kippur, not the Para. And you understand why the Gemara introduces that now. Because at this stage, we have just gone through a whole dot that has underscored the way in which the Miluim and Yom Kippur are extremely similar. Think about it. Both of them have the exact same korban, par lechatas and ayliolah. Those are korbanos that are uniquely for the Kohen Gadol, right? Kach lecha. A is from his funds. D, as Tosos points out, who cares whose funds it is? It's for the sake of the Kohen Gadol. Number three is they're all avodot that require the Kohen Gadol. Number four is they're all initiations of particular places. So we have now shown, oh my God, Miluim and Yom Kippur, that's manish. Like it's all, it's, it's really analogous. It's really came up the same thing. Which now sticks out as a source of what we talked about yesterday. The para. Paraduma. You don't need a coin Godal. It doesn't get done in the base of Mikdash. You don't bring a Paralchatas and Ayliola. None of these things apply to the Paraduma. So now we introduce the idea, you know what? There's actually a teaching in the name of Rabbi Yochanan that doesn't that says Paraduma is not part of this. The real the real the real sort of application of this seven day preparation from the Niluin is to Yom Kippur, not the Paraduma. But that's the one missing piece that you have to fill in. Yeah, we've done such a great job equating Yom Kippur to the eighth day of Niluin, we've left Paraduma off by the wayside. So Enochinami, that's the version now we have of Rabbi Yochanan. Well, hold on. We'll take a look where that's coming from, but it's not coming from this pasuk. Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi Mahni Tarti, and Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi teaches like we taught on, on yesterday. Last out Elamasa, Para Lechaper Elamasa Yom Kippur. 
So Reb Yochanan Masni Chadas, and after Reb Yochanan only learns out one, only he learns out Yom Kippur. Vanan Tanan Shivas Yomim Kodem Yom Kippur and Veshivas Yomim Kodem Shreifas Apara. Don't we say that both of them have seven day preparation, presumably based on the same reason? Someone says no. That was just a nice thing to do for the Paraduma. It wasn't really required. And as Tosus again points out, okay, because remember we did so many things. We we had this one leniency by the Paraduma that we did it by the guy that went to the mikvah, the Tful Yom that we want to do a million things that are crazy machmir. So yeah, we did this too. Now, by the way, this also gets to the question about why did we do this, right? Michael yesterday assumed that we were doing seven days to ensure that the coin Golda was tahor. But that's not what the Gemara said. The Gemara said we're doing it in order because we learned it out from the Miluim. It's part of a process of preparation. Forget prepare, protecting him from being Tamei. But when the Gemara now says, according to Rabbi Yochanan, that the para, it was Mala Ba'alma, it's putting it in a completely different category. Kohen Gadol is like the Miluim. It's a whole preparatory process of being ready to do that special avoda, preparing yourself, transforming yourself, and so on. That's what we get by Miluim and Yom, and Yom Kippur. What about Para? Yeah, that was Tum and Para. That was since we had that little Kula, we're going crazy to be Machmir. And it's all, now seven days, you understand, is relevant for Tum and Para, right? Because seven mm-hmm. days is the maximum period and so on. Okay, so that's what it is by Para. Don't confuse that with Kohen Gadol. It's nothing to do with our Kohen Gadol discussions. Okay, that's what Rabbi Yochanan said. But we have another statement in the name of Rabbi Yochanan. That exactly this, to learn out both Para and Yom Kippur, we have that in the name of Rabbi Yochanan. So how could you say in the name of Rabbi Yochanan it's only Yom Kippur? So... No, that's not Reb Yochanan saying it in his own name. That's Reb Yochanan saying it in his Rebbe's name. Because um, when Ravin came from Eretz Israel, he said in the name of Reb Yochanan, in the name of Mishum Reb Yishmael, that it was ultimately a chain of tradition that went back through Reb Yochanan to Reb Yishmael. Okay, so what we have is different statements of the name of Rabbi Yochanan. So as you could have just said, it's a machlokas amarayim about what Rabbi Yochanan said, which the Gemara elsewhere says. But at the end of the day, you have two basic approaches now. Everybody agrees you learn from the Miluim. One says you learn both para and Yom Kippur from the Miluim. And the other says only Yom Kippur. Para is its own thing. It's rabbinic. It's a, it's a whole special thing just to be more machmir and so on. Now, it's very attractive now that I that para is left uh, is left by the wayside. You could you really focuses you on this idea of preparing the Kohen Gadol, a special avoda of the Kohen Gadol, a special entering into the Makom. You really understand, you know, the similarity. The challenge is if you say you both learn para Duma and Yom Kippur from it, what's the common denominator? What you know? Okay, both of them were very special events, but sort of the, the you know the, the more concretely, more specifically, you lose the power of the you know. It's hard to see what the common denominator is. Yes, Charlie. Question: Who is this Rabbi Yishmael? That's uh, Zatanna. Yeah. Rabbi Yochanan was the first generation of Mora. Oh, so he was learned from Yes. Okay. Yeah. Could you explain what Rashi means when he explains the Malad Alma? Yes, I said that. I said that before. Because since we thought that they did the Karaduma with its full yom in order to in order to you know to to um, to, to show defiance of the Tzadukim's interpretation, so once they had that one leniency, they threw on a million stringencies. And this is one of the stringencies. Wait, why is that? Uh, that's what's confusing you. Why is that? Seven a, days of stringency. Why is that a, a tool yom? That somebody who was tame and it hasn't hasn't become totally tahor. It hasn't been nightfall yet. 
Booyah means he only went to the mikvah today. Yeah, they made sure he would do it. They wanted it with the tefillah. Right, exactly. Okay, so now we have these, this this issue about learning from the miluim, but one that really focuses on Yom Kippur and really underscores the similarity, and one that makes it a little more generic and includes paraduma. Now, I'm going to Rabbi Yochanan. So Rishlaki said to Rabbi Yochanan, where are you learning this idea out about Yom Kippur? We're now ignoring the paraduma part of the question. Where are you learning out this idea of Yom Kippur? Okay, you say Miluim is your basis. One minute. Any idea what you're separating seven days? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we One minute. We know by the Miluim that anything that you was written in the Miluim, um, the Gemara will say later in like two days that if any one thing was not done by the Miluim, it would have been invalid. Anything written is ma'akev. So if they didn't do, for example, the seven-day separation, it would not have been an acceptable process of miluim. So would you say the same here, that if you don't do the seven-day separation, the Kohen Gado can't do the Avon on Yom Kippur? So why not? Let's say that. That's a nice idea, that he has to go through this preparatory process and maybe it's ma'akev. No, that's not. Amatkinin lo kohen acher. You 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 prepare another kohen, so you designate a backup kohen. Now people were asking, does this backup kohen need a seven day preparation as well? So Rish Lakish is going to assume, no, we never say it. We say we separate the kohen gadol for seven days. We never say it about the about the stand-in, the understudy. The loktani mafrishim. It didn't say mafrishim. You separate this under this a backup kohen from his house. Clearly, he doesn't need that preparation. And if you wind up using the backup Cohen, you do it without the seven-day preparation. Why do you need to, so why do you need to appoint him before he's needed? Uh, that's a good question. Maybe to, to learn, the same way an understudy has to use time to learn the lines. <laughs> he's got to know what a vote he's going to do, but not for a seven-day preparation. So maybe he says, no, maybe Makini means exactly that, that he also goes through seven days of separation. No, least need oh I divide maskinian. So use the same phrase. Either both the Kohen Gadol and the backup say maskinian. Oh I divide mafrishim, or both of them say mafrishim. If you use a different phrase, a different verb, clearly we never. It, it indicates that you treat him differently. We never see that the backup is seven days. So you see that seven day preparation is not a maakes. And therefore, says Reish Lakish, I can't believe that you learned it from the Niluim, because if you really learned it from the Niluim, it was great to point out all of those comparisons, but if you really learn it from the Niluim, it should be Ma'akev. So Amr Lehi, so Rabbi Yochanan said back to him, El Amar Mehecha Yalifla, so fine, you have a better answer. So <laughs> where you learn it out from if you don't like Niluim? Amar, so he said, yeah, actually I do have a better answer. Amar, me Sinai, I learned it out from Har Sinai, not, not that he has it straight from God from Sinai, but I learned it out from what happened at Har Sinai. That God's presence dwelt on Har Sinai and it covered it. Now, it could mean Har Sinai. Rashi says it means Moshe. Um, and he called Moshe on the seventh day so Moshe was covered in the Anan he was like in the presence of God but in the ambit right not in the light at the top of the mountain but he was in that sort of divine presence for six days prior to going up to the mountain so it's like I know so we're going to ask that obviously so similar to the Kohen Gadol is in the presence he goes to the base of Mikdash he lives in the base of Mikdash and on this finally on the eighth day he's ready to go into the Azaran to go in, into the Kodesh and the Kodesh Kadashim. a very nice whole comparison about entering into that encounter with God on Yom Kippur so he says okay but we have a little problem he says Mikhti 
See, no, first he's going to explain how he learned it from the Pasuk. Let's take a look. It says, By Kral Moshe Bayom HaShvi'i, called Moshe on the seventh day. Why does it have to say that it was there for six days prior? You know, just say seventh day. I could have figured out how many days came before. So, so why did it underscore six days? Zebnei Av, this is a, telling you a general principle. Shekola Nichnos Shechina, anybody who's going to go into the divine presence, Machaneshchina, Tom Prishashisha, had to have a six day preparation. Now it's worth noting that the technical halachic term Machaneshchina refers to the Kedusha of the Beis Amikdash of the Azara. Now, anybody who goes into the Azara does not need six days preparation, right? The Kohanim regularly went into the Azara without any preparation. And a Yisrael could go into the Azara without any preparation. You had to be taller, but you didn't need a preparatory process. So, although Machaneshchina in the technical sense means the Azara, here it means the Kodesh and the Kodesh Kodashim. Maybe not even the Kodesh, because Kohanim also went to light the menorah and put the bread on the Shulchan without any preparation. So here it has a much more limited sense of you're going to go into the Kodesh Kodashim. You're going to go to be right with God. That requires preparation. So the Mark says, Anan Shivatnan, one minute, but okay, it's very beautiful, but our mission says seven days. You know what, says the Gemara, the seven days in our Mishnah is not the biblical basis of it. The biblical basis is six days. And really, you could get over six days is really what it's about. Why does it say seven days? That's like we were saying by the Paraduma. That's for Tuma purposes. That's only a rabbinic concern. That's not the biblical idea. Now, what does Tumas Beso mean? It means we're afraid that he'll have sex with his wife and his wife will become a nida while they're having sex. And we're not now afraid of the sin involved, but of the tuma involved. If he winds up having sex with his wife and she's a nida, even if she became a nida during the act, he wouldn't obviously do it consciously, he would be tummy for seven days, the same way she's tummy for seven days. That's what the Torah says. A man who has sex with a woman who's a nida, he's tummy seven days. So we have to make sure he's out of his house for seven days in advance. Because we don't want him to have that tum- possible tumor that will be in present on Yom Kippur. But that's completely a rabbinic concern, Beso here being an allusion to his wife, Tumas Beso. That's completely a rabbinic concern. That's the seven days. The real idea, the biblical idea, is six days. Now, I want to again underscore the interesting difference of the models. One model of the Miluim is more of a model of, yes, you have to be prepared, but it's, you know, it's somehow you have to be sanctified, you have to be prepared, but you are going to do a special avoda and so on. Speaking about going to an encounter with God, Machanesh China, right, is very different than focusing on the avoda, the makom. The Zoshavoarono Kodesh is not just you're entering into the Kodesh Kodashim, but it's really about this encounter with God. And thinking about that as Yom Kippur, you know, um, the Luchos Shneos were given on Yom Kippur, and thinking about Yom Kippur, not just, you know, in terms of this preparation of the Aser Shemeshuvah leading up to this profound encounter with God, the same way Aaron went into the Kodesh Kodashim, right? I think that's the power when we think about the Avoda, you know, how do you relate to the Avoda on Yom Kippur? But if you emphasize the idea not just of the kapara he achieved for Klai Yisrael, but all of the preparation he needed to enter into this profound encounter with God in the Kodesh Kadashim. So here, that is what is being underscored by this idea. That would be six days, not seven days, but that's what's being underscored. So both of them do talk about, if you put Paras to the side, about the focus on the Kohen Gadol. His korban, his day, his initiation into that makom, into that new space. But one is more, you know, I would say more of a technical type of mikdash process of sanctifying things, preparing things that are going to be used in a particular way. The other is, I think, much more personal, that you are encountering God, and to encounter God and to enter into Machanashrina, 
requires this preparation that you start maybe distant, then you use Elul to get closer, then you use a Sejimei Kuba to be in the cloud, and then finally on Yom Kippur, you finally go up to the top of the mountain. So, so what is the, 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 the question about the